Well, hello, hello. How are you? Oh my goodness. Do you know what? It was one of the sunniest, warmest days yesterday. And it's so cold and cloudy today. This weather does not know what to do with itself, does it? <laughs> but they do say that April is the month of showers. So it is definitely the month of showers because it's just so changeable. Oh, don't know whether to put a coat on or not. Any old how? How are you all? Are we all doing great? Well, I'm so good. I'm so glad. Um, I have got a fun fact for you today that you can try at home. All you need is a lemon and a lime and some water. So, sometimes I put... Um, I have a drink of water, but I just put a slice of lemon in it to make it taste that little bit, you know, add a little bit of flavour to it. So, sometimes I put strawberries in, sometimes I put kiwi fruit, sometimes I put just plain cucumber, because it all adds that, just that different flavour. However... If you try this and see whether it's true, if you get a lemon and cut the lemon and have a slice of lemon and put it, or a wedge of lemon, whatever, and you put it in your bottle of water or your drink of water, it will float at the top. However, if you cut either a, a chunk or a um, slice of lime, it will sink to the bottom of your drink. <laughs> so, and that's because um, limes are denser or heavier than lemons, even though they look the same, apart from the colour, obviously, but even though they look the same, and possibly even um feel the same in your hands the lime is just that little bit more heavier and it will sink so there you go you can try it <laughs> see what um see what happens and see if i'm telling the truth <laughs> i am i promise anyway I don't have work today, which is, yes, amazing. Um, I'm going to the library to read um, story time for the little ones. So I've got to choose a book for the little ones. And um, I don't quite know what book to choose, but I'm sure I will find one in the library because the library is the best place to find books, isn't it? So, what are you all up to? Are you all going to school? Um, are you... <clears throat> what are you doing? Are you going out? Maybe you're going shopping. 
Mm, I've got to go shopping as well. Got lots to do today. Anyway, before I do anything, anything, anything else, I will read a story because that is what we're all here for, isn't it? <laughs> so, I am going to read chapter six of The Magic Faraway Tree. Now, chapter six is called What Can They Do Now? And that is because, if you remember from yesterday, they are all way too big to go down that little hole. <laughs> so, here goes. Joe, Moonface, Silky and Saucepan sat down by the hole and thought hard. Silky began to cry. The Saucepan man looked most uncomfortable. He was very fond of Silky. Oh, Silky, please do forgive me for being so careless, he said in a small voice. I really didn't mean to do this. Don't cry, you make me feel dreadful. It's all right, sobbed Silky, borrowing Moonface's handkerchief. I know you didn't mean to, but I can't help feeling sad when I think I won't ever be able to see my dear little room in the faraway tree any more. Well, the saucepan man began to cry too. Tears dripped with a splash into his saucepans and kettles. He put his arm around Silky and two or three kettle spouts stuck into her. Don't, she said, you're sticking into me. Moonface, Joe, can't you think of something to do? Can we possibly squeeze down if we hold our breath and make ourselves as small as we can? <clears throat> quite impossible, said Moonface gloomily. Listen, there's somebody coming up the ladder. They heard voices and soon a head popped up out of the hole in the cloud. It was Rick's. He stared in surprise at the four enormous people sitting by the hole. He climbed up and stood beside them, looking very, very small. Then up came Beth and Franny. Their eyes nearly fell out of their heads when they saw how big Joe and his friends were. What happened? cried Rick. We got worried because you didn't come home, Joe. So we climbed up to see where you were, but... Why are you so enormous? Joe told them. Silky sobbed into Moonface's hanky. Beth put her arm round her. It was funny to feel Silky so very big. Beth's arm only went halfway round Silky's waist. And now you see we can't get back down the hole, said Joe. I know what you can do, said Rick suddenly. What? cried everyone hopefully. Well, rub the hole with the spell and it will get bigger, of course, said Rick. Then you'll be able to get down it. Why ever didn't we think of that before, cried Joe, jumping up. Saucepan, where's that can with the spell in? He picked up the can, but, oh, it was completely empty. Every single drop had been spilt when Saucepan had fallen over. 
Well, never mind, said Moonface, cheering up. We can go and buy some more from that goblin. Come on. They all set off. Rick, Beth and Franny, looking very small indeed next to the others. They went up to the goblin who had sold them the spell. Please, can we have another can of that spell you sold us just now, asked Moonface, holding out the empty can. Oh, I don't have a drop left, said the goblin, and I can't make any more until the full moon comes. It can only be made in the moonlight. Everyone looked so miserable that the goblin felt sorry for them. Well, why do you look so unhappy, he said. What's happened? Joe told him everything. The goblin listened with interest, then he smiled. Well, my dear, he said, if you can't get a spell to make the hole big, why don't you buy a spell to make yourselves small? My brother, the green goblin over there, sells that kind of spell. Only be careful not to put too much on yourselves or you may go smaller than you mean to. They went over to the green goblin. He was yelling at the top of his voice. Buy my wonderful and most amazing spell. It will make anything as small as you like. Do you have an enemy? Dab him with this and see him shrink to the size of a mouse. Is your nose too big? Dab it with this and make it the right size. Oh, wonderful, astonishing, amazing. Everyone hurried up. Moonface took some money out of his money bag. I'll have the spell, please, he said. The green goblin gave him a can. The spell in it looked rather like paint, just as the others had done. Now, go slow, said the goblin. You don't want to get too small. Try a little at a time. Moonface dabbed a little on Silky. She went a bit smaller at once. He dabbed again. She went smaller still. Is she the right size yet? asked Moonface. Everyone stared at Silky. Not quite, said Beth, but she is almost Moonface, so be careful with your next dab. Moonface was very careful. At the next dab of the spell, Silky went to exactly her right size. She was so pleased. Now you, Joe, said Moonface, so he dabbed Joe and got Joe back to his right size again too. Then he tried dabbing the saucepan man and got him right. His kettles and saucepans went right too. It was funny to watch them. Now I'll do you, Moonface, said Joe. No thanks, I'll do myself, said Moonface. He dabbed the spell onto himself and shrank smaller. He dabbed again and went smaller still. Then he stopped dabbing and put the brush down. But you're not quite your ordinary size yet, said Joe. I know, said Moonface, but I always thought I was a bit on the short side. Now I'm just about right. I always wanted to be a bit taller. I shan't dab myself any more. Everyone laughed. It was funny to see Moonface just a bit taller than usual. 
As they stood there and laughed, a curious cold wind began to blow. Moonface looked all around and then began to shout, Quick, quick, the land of spells is on the move. Hurry before we get left behind. Everyone got a shock. Wow, it would never do to be left behind, just as everyone had got small enough to go down the hole in the clouds. They set off to the hole. The wind blew once more, strongly, and suddenly the sun went out. It was as if somebody had blown it out, Joe thought. At once darkness fell on the land of spells. Hold hands, hold hands, cried Joe. We'll lose one another if we don't. They all took hold of one another's hands and called out their names to make sure everyone was there. They stumbled on through the darkness. Here's the hole, cried Joe at last, and down he went. He felt the ladder and climbed down that too. The others followed one by one, pushing close behind in the dark, longing to get down to the faraway tree they knew so well. How lovely it would be to sit in Moonface's room and feel safe. But... Down at the bottom of the ladder, there was no faraway tree. Instead, to Joe's surprise, there was a narrow passage lit by a swinging green lantern. Oh my goodness, he said to the others. What's this? Where's the faraway tree? We've come down the wrong hole, groaned Moonface. Oh. Goodness, what bad luck. Well, where are we? asked Rick in wonder. I don't know, said Moonface. We'd better follow this passage and see where it leads to. It's no use climbing back and trying to find the right hole. We'd never find it in the dark. And anyway, I'm sure the land of spells has moved on by now. Everyone felt very miserable. Joe led the way down the passage. It twisted and turned, went up and down steps and was lit here and there by the green lanterns swinging from the roof. At last, they came to a big yellow door. On it was a blue knocker, a blue bell, a blue mailbox and a blue notice that said, Mr change about. Knock once, ring twice and rattle the mailbox. Joe knocked once very loudly. Then he rang twice and everyone heard the bell going ring, ring. And then he rattled the mailbox. The door didn't open. It completely disappeared. It was so peculiar. One minute it was there and the next it had gone and there was nothing in front of them. They could see right into a big underground room. At the end of it, by a roaring fire, sat a round fat person. That must be Mr Changeabout, whispered Rick. Dare we go in? Ooh. Well, fancy that. I didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> well, at least they're the right size now. <laughs> but 
Hmm, possibly not good when uh, they went down the wrong hole. A bit like Alice in Wonderland, isn't it? All this going big and little and big and little and um, going down holes. Hmm. I think there's a little bit of Alice in Wonderland in this one. <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. And maybe tomorrow we'll find out all about Mr Changeabout. Or maybe tomorrow we'll have a different one. What do you think? What's good for you? You tell me. <laughs> and I will try my hardest to oblige. So, you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Whatever you are doing, make sure that you enjoy every second of it. And I will see you all again tomorrow. And until then, make sure that you take care and you stay safe. Okay? And I will see you all tomorrow. Bye for now.